Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballon in one of the Sunday morning services. So last week, couple of weeks, we have been doing a short series on the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we went through a couple of uh, items there, understanding the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. The kind of impact that Lord God can have in, uh, upon each and every one of our lives is so amazing as we realize how amazing the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ is. The birth of our Lord Jesus Christ tells us three things. Number one, it tells us about God's affinity or God's love that he has set upon mankind. Number two, it also talks about God's enmity against Satan. The birth of Lord Jesus Christ clearly tells us, as we saw last week, all along God is in fight, in war with the devil. So, birth of Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ coming to this world is a major step or was a major step in the fight, in the ongoing war that is happening still against Satan. And number three, we talked about God's plan for eternity. So the birth of Lord Jesus Christ tells us God's affinity with mankind, God's enmity against Satan, and also God's plan for eternity. So affinity, enmity, eternity. And today we are going to talk about the third thing, God's plan for eternity. God's plan for eternity. It is so amazing to know that God Almighty has a plan for you and for me. Of course, for all the human beings on the face of this earth. Eternity is something which is already planned by God. God has already planned about eternity. When God made Adam and Eve, eternity was part of that plan. When God uh, did every, anything and everything on the face of this earth, eternity, eternity was in his mind. So Christmas not only tells us about God's affinity, not only tells, about, tells us about God's enmity with Satan, it also tells us that God has already planned eternity for mankind. You know, you can, if you think about how can such a loving God <coughs> allow us to die and vanish on this earth? Now, when you think about life on this earth, life on this earth is so short. We start this life and we go through this life and all of a sudden we feel that we are almost standing at the end of the life on this earth. And you know, when you think about God has done so much for us. God has sent his own son, his own son Jesus. He died for us at the cross. That is, there, is, there are so, much, so many things that, already, that happened in the history of the word of God. But when you think about all these things, <coughs> we can come to a realization knowing that how can God allow us to die and vanish away from this world? Never. God can never allow us to die and just totally disappear from this world. You know, most of the time, someone who is, in the, you know, in the, in the deathbed, their question is, their concern is, what will happen when they die? When they close their eyes on this earth, what will happen? Will they see the world? Will they see the relatives? Or where they will be? Will, they, will that place will be so dark or it will be so bright? You know, they have so many questions. 
But you know one thing that is true that God has planned life much beyond our death on this earth. We are not just going to disappear. We are just going to continue to live or live eternally. You know this is the fact and this fact has to get so deep in our hearts. And this morning I pray that God may help us. If God has given his son certainly as I said there is much more than life can offer to us on this earth. If eternity is not part of God's plan, you and I have no hope living on this earth. I would say it is not worth following God. If eternity is not part of the plan of God, it is not worth following God. It is worth going out and enjoying the world. But because eternity is part of this, His plan, we know for sure there is a life that is yet to come we want to follow God because we know the time limit that God has given to us, a temporary time that God has given to us on this earth is nothing other than to prepare each and every one of us for the eternal world. You know, we won't get this just like that. We will get this when we read the word of God and when we allow the word of God to penetrate our hearts, then we will realize the eternity, the eternity that God has planned for each and every one of us. We are really thankful to God that God has already planned eternity for you and me. The birth of Lord Jesus Christ, as we talk about today, reveals eternity to mankind. Birth of Lord Jesus Christ tells us today that God has already planned eternity for you and me. I would like to take your attention to 1 John chapter 5, verse 20. Scripture says Jesus was born to give us understanding on eternity. 1 John chapter 5 verse 20. Scripture says and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding. 1 John 5.20 Scripture clearly says we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true and we are in him who is true in his son Jesus Christ this is the true God and eternal life scripture says Jesus Christ has come to this world to give us an understanding on two things one is to know that he is the true God and all second thing to give an understanding on eternity, the eternal life. The birth of Lord Jesus Christ literally really tells us that there is life beyond the life that we have on this earth. And today we are just going to you know, spend a little while on five aspects of God's plan for eternity. And as I was preparing, it was really you know, enlightening my heart to know more about the eternal heaven. It was also helping me to rejoice that there is hope. There is hope for each and every one of us after the life that we live on this earth. We are going to talk about when did God really plan eternity? When does eternity begin? Who will be there in eternity? Where the eternity is going to be? And how it is going to happen? Within the short time that we have, we are just going to talk uh, we are going to spend little time on these aspects. Number one, 
When did God plan this eternity? The eternity that we are talking about, associating that with the birth of Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that the birth of Lord Jesus Christ tells us today that God has already planned eternity. When did God plan eternity? You know, scripture says, scripture really reveals us that God laid out this amazing plan and purpose for human being before time began. That's what scripture says. Before time began, God has laid out his amazing purpose and plan for eternity. What does it mean to say that before time began? You know, until the 18th century, uh, Sir Isaac Newton, including Sir Isaac Newton, the one who discovered the law of gravitation, he said that time is eternal. Time has eternity. We do not know when time started, when time ends. But later in, in the 20th century, people like, uh, scientists like Albert Einstein, who worked on the theory of relativity, and considering the theory of relativity and the cosmic radiations and the background and various other phenomena that are taking place in the, in the, in the sphere, he concluded that time cannot be eternal. Time has to have a beginning. Let's take you, take you to the scripture and see what scripture says. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. We are talking about when did God plan eternity? And we are trying to understand, scripture says, God planned eternity before time began. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Scripture says, his grace and his purposes were given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. <clears throat> that includes the eternity because his grace and his purpose is eternal. So eternity was planned by God even before time began. Titus chapter 1 verse 3 says, Titus chapter 1 verse 3. In hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. Titus 1 2 says, in hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised the eternal life before time began begin. You know, probably if scientists, all of them join together and put their effort and find out when time began, they may come to an understanding, time began when the whole thing came into existence. When God Almighty created the whole universe, that's the time probably, the time, you know, began, that's the, maybe the conclusion. So time is not eternal. And even before time began, God Almighty was there and he planned for the eternity he planned the eternal home that we are all going to go. And birth of Lord Jesus Christ that revealed the eternal plan of God. And secondly, scripture also says, He planned for eternity before the foundation of the world. First Peter chapter 1. If you read a couple of scriptures there, in First Peter we can read, scripture saying, He ordained it before the foundation of the world. He ordained eternity for us. He purposed eternity for human being 
even before the foundation of the world you know if you script, know scripture a little bit when god laid the foundation who were there as we were studying the book uh, studying about angels when god was laying the foundation of the earth angels were there so god created angels even before he laid the foundation of the earth and even before much before time began and even before time began scripture says god planned eternity he planned it even much before the foundation of the world and isaiah says in the beginning we don't know how when the in the beginning was isaiah says in isaiah 46 chapter verse 10 isaiah 46 verse 10 he says declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done saying my counsel shall stand and i will do my pleasure that means god declared the end from the beginning god had a overall vision of what he is going to do to human being you know when we read the old testament you know most of the time we 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 tend to think that god is doing things you know just then and there without any plan but it is not true god has already planned everything the way he planned from the beginning he could see the end so eternity was planned not during creation not when he created angels not even he laid the foundation of the earth eternity was created planned even much before time began secondly when does eternity begin we talked about when god really planned about eternity and when the eternity is going to begin in each and every one of our lives let's look at what scripture says we know for sure our souls have eternal value you know this outer shell is going to disappear but the soul is going to remain forever scripture says in ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 our souls have eternal life either in heaven or in hell you know our soul is not going to perish our soul is going to remain forever either in eternal heaven or in eternal hell ecclesiastes 3:11 says he has made everything beautiful in his time also he has put eternity in their hearts he has also put eternity in their hearts that simply means the precious soul is eternal and the soul of each man is going to man and woman is going to spend the lifetime of its soul either in heaven or in hell so eternity has already begun in our lives but it really begins the eternity really begins in the child of god the moment we believe in lord jesus christ you know that's where the eternity begins if you read as we know the scripture john 3:16 scripture says whosoever whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life or everlasting life and when that everlasting life starts whoever believes in him the moment we believe in lord jesus christ god has already put eternity in our hearts moment we believe lord in lord jesus christ the eternity towards the eternal heaven begins the, our journey towards the heaven begins the moment we put our trust we believe in lord jesus christ whoever believes in him should not perish but they should have eternal life 
You know, most of the time, <clears throat> we confuse eternal life with the salvation that we receive. They are not really one and the same. We are saved the moment we accept Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. You know, most of the time, salvation is used as a tool or to help people to escape out of hell. You know, most of the time when the gospel message is preached, if you accept Lord Jesus Christ, you will not go to hell. You will go to heaven. So salvation is preached as a tool to make people to escape out of hell. But eternal life is much more than salvation. Eternal life is much more than what Jesus Christ could offer to each and every one of us. Let's read 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. Listen to the scriptures. 1 John 5, 11 and 12. And this is the testimony. That God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. Scripture talks about the eternal life is a life that we have in his son. Whoever is not having the son of God is not having this life. That simply tells us, Scripture expects me to keep Jesus in me. Scripture expects me to live my life in Christ Jesus. You know, that's what is eternal life. It's not just one time receiving Lord God and confessing our sins and accepting Lord Jesus Christ. Scripture is not talking about that salvation. Scripture is talking about the eternal life the life that we begin with the Lord God and the life that we continue to live with the Lord God and it is found only in Jesus Christ. So it talks about the kind of walk that we need to have with the Lord Jesus Christ when we live on this earth. I would like to you know, bring the other point too, then it will be more clear. Eternal life, scripture says, is knowing God. Let's read John chapter 17 verse 3. John 17 verse 3. We are talking about when does eternity begin in our lives? When we believe in Lord Jesus Christ, the eternity begins. And the eternal life continues in our lives as we continue to build our lives in Lord Jesus Christ. Eternal life is nothing but knowing God. Scripture says in John 17, 3. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Listen to this again. And this is eternal life. Jesus is saying, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. You know, eternal life is also knowing God. You know, when we say know God, all of us know God. There are many people in this world, they know God. But scripture is not talking about, you know, that way of knowing God. Scripture, I believe it is talking about, you know, in many places we read in the scripture, especially we read in Genesis, I guess, chapter 4, verse 1, we read, Adam knew Eve. Adam knew Eve. And what was the result? Adam knew Eve and Eve conceived and bore Cain. 
You know, that's the kind of knowing the scripture is talking about. An intimate relationship that, that husband has with, with his wife. You know, that's what scripture is talking about. The kind of intimate relationship, intimate knowledge of one another. Intimate knowledge of each other. You know, before, if, if you, you know, think about a good family, a good couple, before even the wife says something, the husband is right there to do that for her. Before the husband expects something from the wife, the wife understands from, you know, what, what is the expectation of the husband. That comes just because of the intimate relationship they have for each other. Scripture talks about, and this eternal life, that, that they may know you, the only true son, only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And that is what is eternal life. So eternal life is nothing other than knowing, intimately knowing our God. So we believe, we understand now, eternal life is much more what we call it as salvation. And eternity begins in our lives. The moment we believe in Lord Jesus Christ, and the moment we start walking with him, the moment we own Christ within our lives, we start living in Christ, and we start knowing more about God. You know, that's what every time when we read the word of God, when we, when we listen to the word of God, we know more, we start knowing more about God. And knowing more about God should draw us to an intimate relationship with the Lord God. So finally, when does eternity begin? So the answer is the eternity has already begun within us. Because the life within us is eternal. The moment we accepted Lord Jesus Christ, we already began these, this eternal life. But only difference is, the place that we are living today is temporal. The life that we have within us is eternal life. But the place that we are living as today is temporal. It's temporary. You know, when we are done with this life, when we are gone away from this world, our soul still lives. And there is something called judgment that takes place. And once the judgment takes place, we will enter into another place, and not only our soul, even the place is also eternal. The place that we are living is temporal, and once after the judgment is over, we will enter into a place and even the place is going to be eternal. Matthew 25, 46. Matthew 25, 46, when Jesus was answering to some of the questions of the disciples, he said, finally, and this will go away into everlasting punishment. He looked at the wicked ones and he looked at the righteous ones and said, but the, but the righteous into eternal life. The righteous into eternal life. Number three, who will be there in eternity? The answer is simple. One who believes in Christ. Because John, as John 3.36 scripture says, Jesus said, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. One who believes in Christ as we saw. One who has an intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But scripture also says, some kind of people, some of us will not enter into eternity. Some of the people, those who are living in this world, will not also enter into eternity with God. You know, eternal heaven is certainly not for everybody. Those who believe in Lord Jesus Christ, those who have an intimate relationship with Lord Jesus Christ. And also scripture says, eternal heaven is not for some people. It's worthwhile to you know, read through the scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Verses 9 through 11. At least let, let's read 9 and 10. 
1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Here Paul says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, not revilers, nor, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Revelation 21.8 gives another list. Revelation 21.8. Scripture says there, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So the question is, who will be there in eternity? One who believes in Lord Jesus Christ, one who walks with the Lord Jesus Christ, one who has intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and one who is not found in the list as we saw in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and Revelation 21. Number four. Where will eternity be? Where will eternity be? You know, as we think about the birth of Lord Jesus Christ, we understand the revelation that he brought to mankind tells us that God has an eternal plan. And what we are talking about is we are trying to understand what is the plan of God concerning eternity. And we are going to talk about where will the eternity be? Isaiah 57, 15. Isaiah 57. Verse 15, scripture says, Eternity is God's dwelling place. Eternity is, that's where God resides. That's where God dwells. It's a place where God inhabits. Isaiah 57, 15, scripture said, For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity. Who inhabits eternity? God Almighty. He inhabits, that means he lives in eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit. To revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. So eternity is the place where God dwells. Let's take it further. Scripture says, as Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1, 2 Corinthians 5, 1. He says, eternity is nothing but a house not made with hands. You know, today all the houses are made with hands, but eternity is the house that is not made with hands. You know, it is so encouraging to know that God is already making a mansion, a house for us. As we read in 2 Corinthians 5.1, For we know that if our earthly house, this tent is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Now God has made a house in his dwelling place, not made out of his hand, but just God made, made by God. And that's where we are going to dwell. That's what is called the eternity. If you want to read it further in John chapter 14 verse 2, Jesus said, John chapter 14 verse 2, Jesus talked about the mansions that he has in his father's house. 
So eternity is the place where God resides. Eternity is the place where God made houses without hand. And eternity is also a place where God has prepared mansions for us. John chapter 14 verse 2, Jesus said, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. You know, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. You know, I believe it is not made out of hands, but Jesus has something to do with that place. Because Jesus had to go to prepare the place for us. So eternity is the place where God dwells, where mansions are built for his children. You know, that is so encouraging. And Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12 too, we'll not, we'll not read that. Paul says in 2 Corinthians, he says, he says somewhere it's up there. If you ask Paul, where is eternity, he will show up. He'll say, it's somewhere up there because he says, Paul says, he, he talks about somebody, he says, 14 years before, I know a man who was caught up into the third heaven. So he was caught up into the third heaven. That simply means eternity is somewhere up there. And Bible talks about in Revelation chapter 21. If you can just quickly turn to Revelation chapter 21. Just want to, you know, spend a few minutes before we close. Revelation, it is an amazing chapter. We need to read Revelation 21. Revelation chapter 21. <clears throat> Bible talks about New Jerusalem. Bible talks about new heaven, new earth, and new Jerusalem. You know, the sequence of events that are going to happen on this world. The whole church is waiting for rapture to happen at any moment. When rapture happens, the tribulation is going to break open. So there's, it's going to be a seven long years of tribulation on this earth. And first three and a half years, the tribulation is going to be mild. Because Antichrist is going to rule this nation peacefully. And the second three and a half years, the tribulation is going to be more severe because God is going to pour his wrath upon this earth. And also Antichrist is going to turn against the people of God, those who are going to still live on this time, on this earth. And he is going to torture everybody, those who still confess God. <clears throat> and at the end of this tribulation period, there is a war which is called the, the Battle of Armageddon that's going to happen. And in the Battle of Armageddon, God Almighty is going to take the victory. Enemy is going to be defeated. And at the end of the battle of Armageddon, the, 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 the great supper of the Lamb is going to happen in heaven. And the raptured church, along with God Almighty, along with the angelic host, they are going to come down to this earth to establish his kingdom on this earth. And scripture says, thousand years, the devil will be thrown into the bottomless pit and he will be shut there down there and thousand years Lord God is going to rule reign over this earth and at the end of the thousand years <clears throat> devil is going to be set loose for a while and scripture says the sea the ocean is going to give all its dead and the death and Hades is going to give all the dead and they all are going to stand before the great throne of judgment we read that in chapter 20 and everyone is going to stand before the judgment throne of God. And who is going to be judged first? The devil himself will be judged and the, along with the false prophet. He will be judged and he will be thrown into the lake of fire. And then God Almighty is going to separate, if you remember, the sheep from the goat. The goat who is standing on the left side and the sheep that is standing on the right side. 
and God is going to separate the sheep from the goat. And God is going to tell the righteous, the sheep, asking them to enter into eternity and the goat into the eternal hell. And now chapter 21 starts. Chapter 21 says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And by the way, we are talking about where this eternity will be. Where exactly it's going to happen. Where exactly we are going to go. Verse 2, Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be, them, will, will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death in eternity, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. So God Almighty had is going to make a new heaven, a new earth, and something called New Jerusalem. That is also called the tabernacle of God. Verse 5. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write for these words are true and faithful. And if we continue to read, read the scripture, the scripture gives a beautiful illustration, description of this heavenly city which is going to come down from heaven. If you can tell, go with me. Verse 10. And he carried, away, carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Having the glory of God, her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. And scripture goes on and on. It talks about the city having 12 gates and city having 12 foundations. And the stones, precious stones are embedded in the gates of this city. And if you can come with me to verse 21. The 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl. And the streets of the city was pure gold. Like transparent glass. We are talking about the eternal heaven that is coming down. So we are going to spend eternity in a place such as this. That's what scripture says in Revelation. So we understand it is a place where God dwells. It is a place where houses are made without hands. It is a place where God, Jesus went to prepare a mansion for you and me. And Paul says it is somewhere up there. Now John, it was a revelation that is given to John. That it is coming down from heaven as a holy city which is called Jerusalem, holy city of Jerusalem. And verse 27 says, Revelation 21, but there shall be, there shall by no means enter in anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life will enter into the city. Verse chapter 22 talks about the tree of life. There we are going to find the tree of life. You know, God is going to reverse everything back to the Garden of Eden. The atmosphere which was in the Garden of Eden, it is going to be brought forth when we go to heaven. And it is going to be such a nice place. Birth of Lord Jesus Christ reveals where the eternity is going to be finally. How is it going to happen? And we know, you know, that revelation was given to John the Baptist on that day. This is what he said in Matthew 3.12. 
as he saw the Lamb of God coming towards him to take baptism, John the Baptist received the revelation about this Lamb of God. And he was given the great revelation about eternity. And this is what he said. His winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Gathering his wheat into the barn is a process that is going to take us into eternity. He is going to thoroughly clean his threshing floor. Sometimes we say the threshing floor is nothing other than the church of God itself. God cleans up the church so that he can gather the wheat. Then wheat can, only wheat can be stored into the barn, into the eternal heaven. And the chaff need to be thrown into the eternal fire. So Jesus is going to do that. Jesus is already doing it in his church. Jesus is gathering his people for his eternity. Because it is his house. And it is, he is very sure who are the people they are supposed to enter into his house, into his kingdom. And he is already gathering. He will gather it by rapturing the church. He will also gather it during the time of tribulation. The tribulation saints also will be caught as they die as a martyr. And he will do it eventually at the time of judgment. And he will look at those who are standing at the right hand side, the sheep, and tell them to enter into eternity. You know, eternal heaven is the plan of God that God Almighty has planned for you and for me. And this morning, God is telling us that he is already cleaning his threshing floor. It is important that you and I need to be found as wheat, as sheep. Shall we close our eyes this morning? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.